Hello, everyone. Welcome to the True North Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Tate. Before I begin today, I would just like to make note that the discussion today is probably a very nuanced topic and that I do not condone any violence um, perpetrated for any reason um, based on any disagreements that people may have. Today, I would like to discuss a little bit about the Mi'kmaq tribe fishing controversy, as well as some issues and ideas surrounding traditional rights for hunting and fishing that I think need to be brought up surrounding this topic. So just for some background information, the Mi'kmaq fishing dispute has been going on since about 1993. Um, I'm sure it's been going on for longer, but in 1993, there was an incident um, with Donald Marshall Jr., who eventually took it to the Supreme Courts and a decision was made around the traditional rights of fishermen for the Mi'kmaq fishers um, in 1999 that resulted in a ambiguous decision being made um, use, utilizing the term moderate living. Um, and unfortunately, this came to a head out of season um, in 2020 when a fishery or lobster pound was vandalized. Again, we're not, I'm not condoning any of the actions that people have taken um, or any of the results or the hatred from this, but I think it brings up an interesting point, um, if you'd call it that, um, or an interesting idea that maybe we need to pursue surrounding indigenous hunting and fishing rights. So moderate livelihood is a very interesting decision for the courts to make, um, or use of words for the courts to decide on. And it really adds to a lot of controversy, I think, surrounding this this subject matter, because what constitutes as a moderate livelihood? Um, and unfortunately, that's never been determined. No one's ever sat down and decided that. Um, and so in the case of the Mi'kmaq, it, is, it really becomes a question as to, you know, are they allowed to fish without, you know, the prerequisite uh, licensing. Um, I don't know how lobster fishing works. I'll be totally honest about that. But licensing, um, you know, the fees, whatever's required for fishermen to go out and get lobsters. Um, so that'd be one thing. Like, do they need to have those to you know, acquire lobsters on their traditional lands or waters. Um, maybe that's what constitutes a moderate livelihood. Or in the case of what we're seeing, are they allowed to fish or pot for fish or, or gather lobsters outside of the designated seasons as determined by oceans and fisheries here in Canada? 
So some sources say it shouldn't be a problem. Um, you know, the lobster population is is doing fine, but that doesn't mean that just because it's doing fine right now that it won't be doing okay in the future. We're seeing, like on the West Coast, for example, salmon returns are very low. Um, a lot of this is coming due to damming of rivers on the West Coast. And because of it, a lot of fishing opportunities are being limited. And even catch and release fishing opportunities are being limited. So the question out West becomes, you know, how much should Indigenous groups be able to net out of these dwindling populations when we're trying to return the salmon uh, to their hopefully historic amounts, which for personal use after that um, wouldn't be a problem for Indigenous groups to net salmon. But as you know, we could see with these lobster fisheries, um, if they aren't managed, they could go to hell in a handbasket and it could potentially become too late to bring them back. Now, the problem with traditional use um, or traditional hunting rights, in a sense, is that many of these rights um, were negotiated in treaties that were done in some cases, you know, over 200 years ago. And at that time, the world was seen differently and our management practices were very different, as well as the situation of the environment was very different at that time. In some cases, um, not specifically with the with the Mi'kmaq, but with other tribes, from my understanding, that the traditional hunting rights were kind of negotiated um, not in good faith on the side of, I guess what we'll call the North American governments, be it the U.S. or Canadian governments at the time, um, in that the a lot of the animals were extirpated from the from the animals traditional area and therefore the the signing of the treaties and not in good faith were that the governments didn't see any need to be concerned with traditional hunting rights because they didn't think it would last that long anyways and that they thought um be it elk bison um and other you know undulates for sure um, would be wiped off the landscape anyways. It would just become farming land, and the only animals that would be on there would be cattle and other farm animals. The other thing we need to consider when looking at these traditional uses or traditional hunting rights or fishing rights is method of take. Um, so at the time of a lot of these treaties being settled or signed, um, method of take would have been very primitive um, at all levels um, compared to modern day methods of take. Um, so you're thinking more traditional bow and arrow use, um, probably in the case of like bison still utilizing buffalo jumps um, if possible, and then muskets, which were not that effective. Looking at fishing, um, I mean, I, I don't know what traditional fishing the 
people like the Mi'kmaq were doing, um, whether they were using uh, some kind of more primitive material lobster trap, or if they were utilizing like some kind of fishing rod. Um, but I bet you the efficacy of the take was substantially lower than it is today. The We can just look at hunting here in the West and you can see it. Um, you know, bow hunting is pretty open um, in terms of the seasons in that you generally don't have to have a special tag. And the reason for this is because it's not as efficacious as, say, rifle hunting. Um, so I would think the same thing would go for, you know, traditional fishing and lobster traps relative to, you know, modern day ones. So I think the question then becomes not so much can, you know, should they have the right, should people like the Mi'kmaq have the right to be fishing and collecting lobster, but rather should they be subject to the same regulations and the same seasons as other um, users? I think the same question needs to be brought up in terms of hunting rights. Um, with a modern day rifle, you are more likely to be more successful um, compared to you know, more traditional methods of take. And so the question there becomes like, should tribes um, or different indigenous groups be regulated? Uh, the same as any other uh, regulated hunting or fishing group. Now, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't continue to have their rights to participate in their activities, but maybe just their take is factored into the you know population uh, estimates and allowances for hunting and fishing. So if you know, a certain number of moose are allowed to be taken in an area, the tribe in that area are guaranteed a certain number of those tags um, for them to utilize for, you know, food and things like that. And in case of the, I guess, Mi'kmaq situation, and I have to say again, I'm, I'm not as aware of the ocean refishing regulations, um, but maybe they just need to be limited to the season. Maybe they aren't limited so much on in terms of volume, um, but still just limiting the season so that we can guarantee that there will be lobster for the future. Um, the, the biggest question that needs to be asked nowadays um, and the question we need to start working on um, for all, you know, all users of the land is can traditional rights exist unmanaged in a modern world? And I don't have that answer, but I would love to sit down with a group of people or peoples to try and figure that out and see if we can help manage this world for a better tomorrow and a more successful tomorrow. Thank you for listening. I hope I at least provoked some ideas in you as to what may be best for us to move forward in this world to ensure hunting and fishing 
for all peoples. Um, if you have any questions or any thoughts on any topics you'd like covered, hit me up on true.north at true.north49 at, uh, at Instagram and uh, be back soon.